Lord. Thank you, oh God. Oh, our hearts cry out now. And we give back, Lord, just a portion of what you blessed us with. Knowing, oh God, that we can't beat your giving. But because of who you are in us and all that you're doing, we just want to give back to you. Yeah, we want to share in this birthday, in this giving time. Yeah, we want to present our present. We don't want just the three wise men. We don't just want the, the my job. We want to present our present, our gift unto you. So here we are this morning, giving back a portion, Lord, of what you blessed us with. Oh, Heavenly Father, bless this world, this nation. Grant unto us peace, peace beyond our understanding. Bless us, Lord, that we too might continue to go forth and bring forth, share the word. Let others know about this Jesus, this Jesus, and why it took his birth. For it's in Jesus' name, his holy name, that we pray and the church saves. Amen. Amen, 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 and amen. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Well, it's word time. It's word time, and there is a word from the Lord. It's word time. There is a word from the Lord. Let us now get our word, and you'll find me in Mark, the second chapter. Second chapter of Mark, St. Mark, that's where we are. Second chapter of Mark, verses 1 through 12. Second chapter of Mark, verses 1 through 12. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he, was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, mm -hmm. which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But, but there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, 
or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed and walk, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, I shall say unto thee, Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up his bed, and went forth before them all, in so much that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. For today's message, let us go back to verse 1. And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. Let us pray. Oh God, our God, we come with our hearts now. Just want to say thank you. Thank you, oh God, for being able to celebrate another birthday of Jesus. Thank you, oh God, for the birth of Jesus and what it has meant to all of us. Oh God, as we go into your word now, less of your humble servant, I pray, and more of thee. Speak through me. Use me, O oh God, for truly I am a willing vessel. And, O oh God, let all of those who hear your word on today, let them, O oh God, receive it. And, O oh Heavenly Father, allow them to become better doers of it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On yesterday, I don't know about your household, but Overseer Jesse and my household that God has blessed us with was an abundance of joy, love, there was peace and happiness. Yeah, there were lots of gifts. Lots of food. But the most important thing was that we could feel the presence of Jesus, my God. And so, today I say, He is born. He is born, Jesus. Oh, what a wonderful child. And the word says, and you shall find Him wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Oh, church, he is born. And, and so this morning we fast forward to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2 says that the word began to spread around 
that Jesus was in a particular house. Yeah, 2140 Coleman was a particular house on yesterday. A particular house. What about yours? Then he was in a particular house. And so we need to fast forward because we find that there is a need in the land. And we need to know where we can find this Jesus. And so here in Mark 2, it tells us that he was in a particular house. And in fact, so many people heard about this Jesus, that the house was full and no one else could get in. We're told that on that day, Jesus was preaching the word of God. No doubt he was preaching a message of hope and life. No doubt he was preaching to meet the needs of the people present. No doubt he, he was through the word trying to mend broken hearts. No doubt he was reaching with the word of God for those who were downtrodden. So this morning we ask, can you find Jesus in the house? Can you find Jesus in the house? But they say the house was full because word has spread that Jesus was in the house. There were people packed, they tell me, around the windows. There were people pressed in around the doors. There were people that filled the yard around the house. Oh, wouldn't it be great if we could bear the same witness? If the conversations could be, man, did you see the folks at church today? There were people packed around the windows. There were people pressed in around the doors. There were people that filled the parking lot. And they were all listening to the preaching of the word. They were all straining to hear a word of hope and encouragement. Oh, God, help us here. And the word says that, but because of the crowd, not one more person could get into that house. Help me, God, to preach this word. Not one person could touch Jesus. But then along came a man that was sick. Anybody sick? Yeah, along came a man that was sick. The Bible says that he was sick of the palsy. That means he was paralyzed to some degree. It could be that he was totally paralyzed. Or perhaps it was not to that extent. However sick he was, the Bible says that it took four men to carry him on his bed. He was unable to get where he needed to go on his own. He needed help and he needed to see Jesus. Oh, somebody need to type in the comment section. I need to see Jesus. Oh, he needed to get to where Jesus was. They had heard that Jesus was in that house. But they could not get into the house. They knew if they could just get, get to him, get to Jesus, that Jesus would do something for him. Oh, come on, Jesus. Help me, Holy Spirit, to preach this word this morning. Because I feel it down in my soul. Oh, and I've come because I need to tell you that if you can just get to Jesus, oh, who 
am I preaching to? If you can just get to Jesus, he can. Somebody say he can. He can and he will work a miracle in your life. If you will just do your best to get to Jesus, I tell you, he can meet your need today. Oh, if you would just reach out to him today, he can put the broken pieces of your life back together again. Oh, if you just press in to his presence, he will heal your body, I tell you, of whatever sickness you might have. If you would just seek his face today, he will give you, he will give you a blessing that none other can give you. What will it be? Oh, I tell you, he'll forgive you of any sin that is in your life. Great God from Zion, I gotta ask you, <clears throat> can you find Jesus in the house? <clears throat> Jesus is in the house this morning. Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in the house. <clears throat> but you must get to where Jesus is. <clears throat> you must get into his presence. Because Jesus is in the house. <coughs> He's in the house. Can you find Jesus in the house? Well, in this Bible account, we find these men full of faith and to try to get this sick man to Jesus. But the house was full. And around every window there were people, help me God, that packed around the house, packed the door. There were people everywhere. There was no way in. There was an obstacle in the way. Great God, Lord, help us this morning. There was an obstacle in the way. Just as this sinus is draining this morning, there is an obstacle in the way that's trying to keep this word from going forth. But my God, come on somebody, my God. Oh, I'm going to outdo this obstacle this morning because I'm not going to give up because there's a word for the people of God. Who what it feels like to have an obstacle in your way. Seems like every time you try to make one step forward, you find yourself going two steps backward. Oh God, talking about an obstacle in the way. There was an obstacle between a sick man and his healing. There was an obstacle that separated the man in need from a miracle. There was an obstacle, I tell you, that was between a needy man and Jesus. Jesus was in the house, but the man was on the outside and unable to look in on what Jesus was doing. All this morning, do you find yourself on the outside trying to look in? Oh, can you find Jesus uh, in the house? I wonder, I wonder if we sometimes let an obstacle get in our way from our entering into the presence of Jesus Christ. 
Church, I wonder if we sometimes, we sometimes allow a problem to get in our way from getting to where Jesus is. I wonder, I wonder if we sometimes allow an obstruction to stand between us and our miracle. I wonder, church, if sometimes we allow a hindrance to block our way from getting right with God. Let's talk about obstacles for a moment. Let's just talk about these obstacles for a little while. Let's talk about things, church, that we allow to keep us from God. What are the things that cause us to stop short of getting to where Jesus is. Perhaps we journey a certain distance, but we don't come all the way to where he is. What causes us to just stop short? Oh, I tell you, it could be that it's just inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Anybody ever heard that said? That's an inconvenience. It's just a little difficult fitting church into my lifestyle. Oh, at this time. Oh, or perhaps it is just out of the way for you. I, I want to get to Jesus, but it's just too far out of the way. I can't drive way across town. Oh, I, maybe you're saying I'm just too tired right about now to make it out to church. Or maybe you feel it's not the right time for you. If church was at a different time, oh, pastor, I could make it. If they didn't have church so often, Maybe I could make something, but every time I turn around, the church doors are open. Or just maybe if COVID wasn't around, I could make it, but it's just not the right time for me. But I am compelled, church, I am compelled to tell you that you need to get Jesus wherever he is. You need to push, push the obstacles out of the way and get to Jesus. He is the only one that can meet your needs and he can do it today. This man, I tell you, he was sick and the men that were with him, they pushed every obstacle out of the way to do what? To get to Jesus. You have to know, oh, you have to know, it wasn't convenient being carried on his bed but what did he do? He came anyway. Oh, great God, help me here. It was out of his way, but he came anyway. He was tired and sick, but he came anyway. It wasn't the right time, he might say, but he came anyway. And he received what? He received a miracle. Who's expecting a miracle today? Oh, he received his miracle because he pushed and he pushed the obstacle out of the way. There's no excuse, I tell you, for not being in church. In fact, the Bible says staying home from church is one of the signs of the rapture getting ready to happen. Oh, you don't believe me? Then read Hebrews 10 and 25. It says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. You got to push the obstacles out of the way 
and get to Jesus. Jesus, I tell you, oh, he's in the house. Jesus is in the house. Now in the book of Luke, it gives us the same story about the man sick with the palsy. Luke says that it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to do what? To heal them. But after that verse, it goes on to say that the men that carried the paralytic could not get him into the house. What is interesting to note is that the power of the Lord Come on, somebody. The power of the Lord was present to heal that day. But only one man, only one man was healed. So it's safe to say that there were more people that needed healing on that day. But only one, only one was healed. And so from this, Pastor Gwen draws the logical conclusion that it is, a, it is possible, it's possible to be in the presence of Jesus and still be separated from Jesus. What did I say? It's possible to be in the presence of Jesus and still be separated from Jesus. It is possible to be where he is and still have an obstacle that keeps you from him. Oh God, help us here. Because you see, just being, just being in the same house is never enough. For you must touch Jesus for yourself. Come on, somebody. Just being in the same room with Jesus is never enough. For you must reach out to him for yourself. Just being in the church building is never enough. If all you do is just sit there like a lump on the log and never touch him for yourself. Just coming to church is not enough, I tell you. If you are more interested in carrying on a conversation with someone other than Jesus while you are there. Oh! I gotta ask you, can you find Jesus in the house? I wonder, I wonder what are the things that keep us from touching Jesus when we are in his house and in his presence. We are so close and yet we're so far away. Could it be that our attitude, mm -hmm, could it be that our attitude sometimes separates us from God? We've allowed something that happened or something that we heard and might not even be true to fester in our minds and, and it has gotten into our attitude. And so we show up and our attitude is not right and we never really get into God's presence on that day. We, we came with a need and yeah, but we also left with that same need because we never touched Jesus because of the obstacle. Or, or maybe our attitude was okay, but we arrived, but something happened when we got there that soured it and it kept us from touching Jesus. Anybody ever had that happen to you? You know, like someone didn't shake your hand. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 
it's not the right temperature in here. Or, or maybe the, the chair you were sitting in, it just wasn't comfortable. Oh, what about when brother so-and-so looked at me the wrong way? Oh, I, I didn't like the color of the flowers that they put up. Why they put up those? Didn't even go with nothing in there. It doesn't matter if someone slapped you on the face on the doorstep of the church. We should never, never allow anything to get in the way of our touching Jesus when we get in his presence. Oh, God, help me here. You see, I'm a pretty shallow person if I allow my attitude to keep me from getting to where Jesus is. Another obstacle, another obstacle that we all, we all deal with from time to time is pride. Yeah, the Bible says that pride goeth before destruction and an altered spirit before fall. And so when we allow pride to get in our hearts, it becomes an obstacle that keeps us from Jesus. Perhaps there are issues that need to be dealt with and we need to just what? Bring them to Jesus. That was the case with the man in our Bible text today. He has sin in his life. Oh, we all fall into that category, don't we? He has sin in his life that needed to be all forgiven. And he was willing, but you got to be willing, folks, because you see, he was willing to do anything to receive or his miracle. Everybody wants a miracle. Everybody wants the goodness of God. Oh, but are you willing to do anything to receive it? But when he allowed pride to enter our hearts, we say, no, I don't believe. I'll go down to the altar today. You ever been in church service? Yeah, altar call was called. Yeah, you felt it and you knew you needed to be right there. But you looked around and you saw your friend and you said, oh, if I go to the altar, mm, she going to know why I'm there. He going to know why I'm there. So I'm going to just sit back here and talk to God myself. I'm going to just wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right now and then. We, we, we just need to get to the altar. We need to get to the altar. Everyone. Gonna know some, somehow, some way, if you keep doing what you're doing and if it's not of God, they're gonna know, oh, you ain't gotta go to the altar. That's pride. You see, that's pride. And it will keep you from a blessing from God. Even though Jesus is in the house, it will keep you from touching him. Or maybe, just maybe, it's a particular person that you don't like. Well, when you see that person, it just does something to you. Yeah, you, you, you've been there. I know you have. You've seen somebody that you just didn't like. And when you saw them, even in church, you said, oh, I just can't stand them. What? I don't, they don't come over here and sit by me. Oh, my God. You find yourself thinking more about that person than you do thinking about Jesus and the need that you might have. You're so caught up with that person that Jesus comes and goes and you still carry your need. It's an obstacle. Maybe you have been offended or you know, like something that has happened and all you can think about is that offense. It hinders you from getting to Jesus and having your needs met, I tell you. It's an obstacle. I'm sure you know of people today that were offended years ago from something that happened to them. And they say, I will never, 
I will never go to the church again because of what that person did to me. And for the last 25 years, they haven't gone to church not one time. Oh, God, help us here. I got to thinking about that thing. I got to thinking about that thing. I know how dumb that is. I'm a pretty shallow person, I tell you. And if I allow another person or something that happened to keep me from the house of God, oh, how shallow am I? Think about it. You need a church. You need a church. You need a pastor. You can't be saved without one. You can't stay home and be saved. Don't allow any obstacle to stand in your way from getting to where Jesus is. Oh, God, help us here. These men did not let anything stand in their way. They were determined to get to Jesus. And that's when we usually get the answer that we need. When we are determined to get to Jesus. So what did they do? They went up on the roof and began to tear up the roof. They let the sick man down the hole in the roof. And Jesus healed him that day. It was all because Jesus was where? He was in the house. And they got that sick man to where Jesus was. Oh, God, help us here. Jesus, I tell you, he's in the house. I'm glad I don't know about you, but I'm glad to know that Jesus is in this place of worship today. I'm glad to know that Jesus, somebody say Jesus, Jesus is in the house. I'm glad that I know Jesus is in the building right now. Oh, we want him to know that we want him in GBCC. By our praise and our worship, we signal Jesus that we want him here. Oh, you can have your knees met today because Jesus, I tell you, he's in the house. If Jesus is here, if Jesus is here, oh, you gotta know that there will be power. When Jesus is here, you got to know that there is life. When Jesus is here, oh, there's hope. When Jesus is here, there's healing, there's miracles, there's salvation. All oh, your needs are met when Jesus is here. Everything you need is right here because Jesus is here. If Jesus is in this house, there is nothing, I tell you, that's impossible with him. Without Jesus, wherever we gather, it's just another building without Jesus. In fact, there are nicer buildings in this city that people would rather go. Starting the second Sunday in January, GVCC will be at the Hilton Greenville. And yes, there are nicer church builders in this city that people would rather go. But if Jesus is not there, then there is no hope. Jesus, he's got to be there. And GVCC, come the second Sunday in January, 11 o'clock a.m., Jesus will be there. How do I know? Because he promised, and God's word is true, Jesus will be in the house. It is Jesus, I tell you, that makes the difference. If Jesus is there, everything, anything can happen. If Jesus is there, anything is possible. It is not you or me that makes the difference. We got to know that. 
It is not Overseer Jesse. It's not Evangelist Howard. It's not Minister Renee. But it's Jesus that will attract people to the Hilton. And it's Jesus that will help us to fill that building. Jesus, I tell you, he's in the house. Jesus is right here now, but we also want him to stay here. We must be careful, I tell you, to keep Jesus in this church. Let me give you some things that will help us keep Jesus here. Number one is prayer. Prayer is always number one. Jesus said that this house should be a house of prayer. We all need prayer more than ever. We cannot make it without prayer. These are perilous times in which we're living. We will make it through. Oh, yes, we will. We'll make it through with prayer. Second Chronicles 7 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble hold themselves and pray, and I'll seek my face. He said, and then turn from all their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive of their sin, and I will heal of their land. Now my eyes shall be open, and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be perpetually. Oh, we want to keep Jesus in GBCC church. If we want to keep him, number two is evangelism. GBCC must be a house of evangelism. This must be our church that reaches lost souls. Evangelism is the heartbeat of God. Jesus came to seek the saved and the lost. Jesus came to get people to know him. It is our job. Now to get people to know Jesus, it is our job to reach for hungry hearts. This must also be a house of salvation. This must be a place where souls can be saved. This must be a place where people can meet Jesus. It is God's will for people to receive the Holy Ghost here. It is God's will for people to be baptized here. It is God's will for people to repent here every week. This must be a soul-saving church. This also needs to be a house of hope. Because you see, when people look all over the city for an answer, when they try every other thing available to them, when they look for help in every other direction, they must always be able to find an answer when they come to this church. This must be a church where people can feel Jesus. This church needs to be a church where miracles happen. In the Bible, I read of great miracles that took place. It says in the Bible that greater works then these shall ye do. Oh, God, help us. God's power, I tell you, is still available to the church today. And so I prophesy, GBCC, I prophesy that this church, in this church, the sick shall be healed. Oh, I prophesy that in this church, the blind shall receive their sight. Oh, I prophesy that in this church, I tell you, the lame is going to walk. I prophesy that in this church, the deaf, they're going to hear. I prophesy that in this church, all manner of disease shall be healed. That's why we stand crying out. We're crying out 
asking of God to use us, to grant unto us the Holy Ghost power to use us for our service. This should be a church where miracles happen. This should be a church where healing occurs. This must be a worshiping and praising church. Why? Because God loves the praises of his people. We must praise him in the good times and in the bad times. We must praise him when we are in the mountaintop, down in the valley. Oh, the Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. This shall be a place where we praise and we worship God. As good as all of that is, before it can be anything else, it must first be a church of prayer and evangelism. It must be a house of prayer and evangelism. If Jesus stays in this house, it must be a house of prayer and evangelism. Because you see, before it can be a house of salvation, it must first be a house of prayer and evangelism. Miracles, evangelism, praise, healing, hope. It must be a house of prayer for Jesus to stay in this church. And so I wonder, I wonder if one and one has a need in their life today. I wonder if anyone has a problem that you can't solve. I wonder if there's a situation that you are up against and struggling with today. I wonder if you feel like you have been in a long dark tunnel with no ray of light. Oh, I wonder if there is a sickness that someone is battling today. I wonder if someone is dealing with a broken heart and a broken life today. Oh, if that's you. Great God from Zion, if that's you, I have good news for you today. And that is Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus, he's high in the house. Can you find Jesus in the house? Oh, you better seek him while he might be found. For I heard, church, I heard that this Jesus, this Jesus that's in the house, he's got all power. All power, not just some power, but he's got all power in heaven and on earth. Oh, can you find Jesus in the house? You got to get up. You got to get up and get out. You got to get in the house because there is no obstacle so great that you should allow to keep you from Jesus. Because no matter, I tell you, what you're dealing with, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what you're lacking, there's an answer. Great God in his name is Jesus. Talking, talking about who? Talking about Mary's baby, the son of a living God. Yeah, some call him the great I am. And some Call him the Rose of Sharon. Oh, some, they call him the Prince of Peace. But ask me, oh, come on and ask me, Pastor, who uh, do you uh, call him? I call him my healer. Oh, Pastor, who do you call him? I call him, oh, oh my, a redeemer. Because you see, when I was lost, in a world of sin. Oh, yes, I did. I searched the world all over and I couldn't find nobody who could heal my uh, broken heart, who could say yes when man kept saying no. Oh, God, help us here. Who 
call. Oh, 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 I call him in the midnight hour when I'm all alone. Yeah, tears running down on my face. But I found somebody say I found. I found Jesus in the house. Oh, church. And guess what? He dried great God from Zion. Yes, he did. He dried all of my tears away. And he gave me joy. Joy and unspeakable joy. Joy bells. Oh, ringing down. Oh, in my soul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, I did. I found him, church. I found him to be a friend like none other. And I want the world to know he's the author and the finisher of, of my faith. Great God of Zion, I tell you, he's my father. I can declare anywhere, everywhere. He's my father. He's my all and all. Oh, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And he's what? Church, he's in the house. You better get to him while he can be found. Time, I tell you, is a winding up. Time is no longer as it has been. You better get to the house of God where you can find him. Oh, be like the woman with the issue of blood who declared if I could just touch the hem of his garment. I know I will be healed. Oh, the doors of the church, they're now open. Will there be one? Oh, give him your heart. Take on a new mindset. Going into 2022. Come on, take on a new mindset. Get to know who this Jesus our truly is. Oh, he will be your all and all. Oh, you'll declare, I searched the world all over. Couldn't find nobody. But then I went into the house. I went into the house. And I met a man. I met a man who told me everything there was that I'd ever done. And right then and there, he washed me white as snow, cleaned me up, and i never been the same. Oh, if that's what you desire, then stand to your feet. Stand to your feet this morning and repeat this prayer with me. Oh, Lord. I know that I am a sinner. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord, I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and as my Savior. Amen. If that is you, then GVCZ welcomes you. But we pray and we ask of you to get into a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church where you can truly get to know this Jesus that's in the house. And as you go into this 2022 year, as we leave out of 2021, let us not forget that when Jesus is in the house, anything can happen. If you have a need, move the obstacles out of the way and get to where Jesus is. Hi everyone, this is Pastor Gwen Bowen of the Greater Vision Christian Church and Overseer Jesse Bowen. 
we just want to invite you here to worship with us here at the Hilton Greenville. Come out and worship with us starting the second Sunday in January at 11 o'clock a.m. We are so excited and we want you to be too. Come on out. There's a message for you as well as a seat. Yeah. 